0: I right, glad you're with us. Write down our toll free number. It is eight is Sean, you want to be a part of the program? We'll get some calls in today. Uh, Medical A team, Doctor Oz updates us. We now have better treatments than ever before. Um, we now have a a real solid study um, in terms of real numbers uh, where the U.S. is. the The media is lying as usual. Well talk with uh, about about this with him the the advancement in terms of vaccines are at the speed of light uh we'll get an update there so good news there uh we'll have leo terrell and geraldo and we have a covid presser with the president we expect sometime right after the news at the top of the hour at five o'clock we'll get to that you know i'd never thought in um, my lifetime and I've yet to see any consequences. That here's Kaylee McEnany. I mean, how long have we known Kaylee?
1: I mean, oh she, God, she was an intern
0: at Fox. One of the, If you meet Kaylee McEnany, she is one of the nicest people you'll ever. Beyond meet. nice. She had. She actually tweeted out uh, the song, the Christian song. I don't know if you're new church that doesn't know who you really are and what you can really do because uh, you hide really? it from them. Really, you're
1: starting very early today. I'm
0: starting very early today but there's a song my, my buddy Michael W Smith sings it's called Waymaker. You know, I'll, Waymaker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God is just an awesome God, right? So it's, a, it's a, considered a Christian contemporary Christian anthem. Um, Michael W Smith does that. I I think Kill Song does a version of it. I you know, I mean these songs are, you know, they bring you to a better place from my perspective. And they have real meaning and they impact and touch people's lives. You should read what they say when she just had the unmitigated gall and audacity to tweet out some of the words of that song. It's like, wow, you would think, you know, she said something evil. So she's in a press conference today. And I don't even know who this person is. Uh, what's her name? I get I'm shocked um, a reporter at White House Press Corps and it's shocking and is now literally calling the press secretary the the president in this country a lying b-word listen
1: but I encourage you to read Can the op-ed yes. on the China vaccine research this is yes very you've daily. gotten two questions Russia which is more than your, some of your colleagues yes thank you
0: why did you bleep it? We don't need to bleep that. You're allowed to say that.
1: Nah, it's three o'clock, dude.
0: Okay. Give people a, a listener warning.
1: It's how we uh, call a female dog. It's, huh?
0: it's clear as day. That's the bottom line. It is clear as day. I don't call for people's firings. I don't call for boycotts. I mean, the same old routine here. And I'm not going to start now. But I would say this person does not belong with, with press credentials in the White House if that's how you're going to treat the press secretary of the president of the United States. Sorry, uh, that is not acceptable on any level. Once I once said, I've had a couple of conversations with people in life that, you, you know, often they just never had maybe the right male role model in their life. And I've had some, you could call them coming to Jesus moments with guys. I'm like, let me help you out here. Unless you want to literally, you know, slice and dice and cut deep and maybe create wounds that'll never heal, you go ahead and you use those words that begin with A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and th- straight through the alphabet. Because, you know, th- it just cuts so deep. It is so mean, vicious, and hateful. I've not seen a lot of the media people, but I don't, I'm not on Twitter. I haven't had access to my Twitter account in years now. Um, and whether or not the media is now demanding something from them, but uh, who knows? Uh, you know, uh, the ever corrupt and out of it, Joe Biden, he does like the shortest little press conference. And the only thing you get out of it, Trump quit on you and we need childcare. Goodbye. I'm like, that's it. Um, Biden's approval rating with young voters. I mean, this is pretty unbelievable. One of the biggest, you know, strengths of Barack Obama's victories in 08 and 2012. Uh, you know, but now we see. The even the meet the press politics team has flagged his weak numbers with younger voters, NBC News, Wall Street Journal poll. uh, We now see Biden's favorability among voters, 18 to 34, 26 percent, 44 negative, uh, which means the vice president is 18 points underwater. And I don't think he's going to get him back. I think that's this goes to my theory that I've been saying. Every single presidential candidate in my lifetime, they'll usually Republican or Democrat. They're going to go to the base of the party because they're more motivated, more engaged, love politics more to get the nomination. And then the adage is you go right back a little bit to the center to bring in more independent voters. And that's where elections are won or lost. And now Biden has had to do something that no other presidential candidates had to do. And that is Biden now finds himself having to reach out and suck up to and embrace the entire economic agenda of Bolshevik Bernie and the radical new green deal agenda of Congresswoman uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and also then reach out as his guns are is going to be the guy that says he wants to confiscate guns, Beto Bozo. Uh, And then you got Biden, Schumer and Pelosi 125 years of broken promises and failure, so that I, I think that explains all of it. There, he he's so weak as a candidate, he's got to reach out to the base and go more radical, or else he doesn't have any shot of winning. And, and I'm telling you, that's what's happening. Uh, Rasmussen, uh, Washington Examiner published it today. There, you know, Biden's attempt to disguise his support for defunding the police or reallocating is what he's saying hasn't fooled the public because two-thirds of those surveyed reject Biden's watered-down scheme remember he did say he's never said that I have seen not one time has he said you know these cops they're all getting injured they deserve our support our praise and our thanks the 99 percent he's just said no cops have become the enemy when they should be protecting the people but 66 percent of adults, they don't want to cut police budgets uh, to channel money to social services. You know, so now they've, they've realized the fund doesn't pull very well. So they're now moving towards reallocation of funds. It's the same thing. Um, Biden's ripping what he calls, I guess, widespread Islamophobia, vowing to end the president's travel ban. Uh, and again, taking all of that out of out of context as well if i'm honored to be your president i will end the muslim travel ban on day one there's not a muslim travel ban that is that's not what what the president's travel ban countries where they have high degrees of people again that might have bought into radical islam and there is a great distinction uh uh, is is a very just like what you say about we president wants a wall with a big door in it um and he says i wish uh, we taught more in our schools about the Islamic faith. So, you know, I get to me it sounds like, okay, we're going to go to every box and check off every box in the identity politics, you know, uh, realm of the Democratic Party. And, and that's where it's headed. I will tell you, though, we've got a very significant, scary uh, events that are unfolding in this country. You have the brilliant, genius mayor of portland another liberal genius another liberal city run by liberal democrats for decades where there is no safety there is no security there is no law there is no order it just doesn't exist you know and he's out there condemning federal agents protecting federal buildings and the acting dhs director uh chad wolf saying no we're not leaving because he's trying to order them out along with the governor of oregon And saying that states' rights are being trampled. No, they're not. They have every right to defend federal buildings. Now you got, you know, this is going on, what, four or five weeks now. Thousands of protests downtown Portland. You've seen the violence. You've seen the assaults on the police department. You see the same thing in Chicago in the wake of, what, 175 federal agents coming to the city to protect, again, federal Property, but you wouldn't know it if you're watching the mob and the media. You have all of these mayors in all of these cities; they are derelict in their duty. The first responsibility of any elected uh, of any elected official must be safety and security of the people in their town or their city. They have failed at a spectacular level, and all of these same cities have the worst. Educational system than you could imagine. And it's gone on for decades. And people are, we don't want help to keep our citizens safe and secure. Really? Okay. Now, uh, the president rightly points out federal officers in Portland, they have done a great job protecting those buildings. Um, we, but you have Atlanta, you have Chicago, you know, go straight on down the list. Portland, you know, just like New York City, just like Seattle. You know, demanding federal forces leave and clean the, up the graffiti that we allowed to happen when you weren't here as you leave, um, and the president saying that cities that are run by these radically left Democrats are out of control, and they are, and many of them have become a war zone. How do you say that seventy people shot last weekend in Chicago and ten dead, including a ten and eleven-year-old, two t- one 11 one eleven-year-old child, their children. We're not protecting them. You know, when, when they have, when they cede city blocks like they did in Seattle to anarchists and innocent people like Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr. are murdered and the mother's filing a lawsuit, rightly so, um, at what point do they get held accountable? Just like the sanctuary cities and the sanctuary states, you know, criminals spend time in jail, but when they're released, instead of being handed over to ICE to be deported, what they aid in a bet for the law breaking. And then often it's happened that people go out and commit more violent crimes. You got a mayor uh, in Chicago, Lightfoot, telling the president, what we do not need and will certainly, what will certainly make our community less safe, is secret federal agents being deployed to Chicago. Well, Actually, the feds have a a role and a duty and a responsibility to look into, you know, these criminal enterprises or these groups organizing. We know that the attorney general said they're looking looking into that. Uh, We're going to fight federal troops, not the federal troops. And constitutionally, the president has all the authority vis-a-vis the Insurrection Act of 1807, uh, which we have discussed many times on this program. Chicago's top cop is saying these are organized mobs behind the police ambush at a protest Friday night. The video there, I think 18 cops were injured that night. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown says the police ambush over the weekend was, quote, organized. Chicago's top cop announces a new strategy for large protests. The president is offering support. Why wouldn't they accept it gladly? You know, why is the Portland mayor saying that he'll keep leading uh, the police bureau... And the city is exploring legal action to stop Trump. I mean, it's insane uh, that they wouldn't accept the help. Ken uh, Cuccinelli, acting deputy Department of Homeland Security secretary, we're going to keep the president's important Portland as long as the violence stays. Good for him. And he's saying about the mayor of Portland is politicizing the violence to their own, quote, advantage. But they're not protecting the people of Portland. Just like they're not protecting the people in Seattle or Chicago or New York City or Atlanta. Atlanta, that that eight-year-old young woman got killed, a little girl. Because her mother just accidentally drove into that autonomous zone where the Wendy's, where the Rayshard Brooks case took place. You know, at at what point is our Americans going to say, we cannot put up with this and tolerate this? These are war zones and they refuse to even protect their own citizens if it was my city i'd accept the help in a heartbeat once again pure talk my sponsor and my wireless company they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny and i'm really happy to announce that pure talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries that's right as you plan your summer travel make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email. You'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. All right, days are getting warmer and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com. You would think it's basic. You would think it's fundamental. You would think it's simple. You would think it's, okay, Americans are being shot in larger and larger numbers. We're not safe. We're not secure. We're going to solve the problem. No, we're going to. What what stormtroopers is the phrase that uh, Nancy Pelosi used yesterday uh, there. You know, uh, the, the Department of Justice has already charged one hundred and fifty six people because you're not allowed to get violent and attack federal buildings or federal property. Uh, so they're doing their job now. House majority whip. James Clyburn compared federal agents in Portland to Nazi Gestapo police following up on the stormtrooper comment by Nancy Pelosi uh, claiming that Trump and A.G. Barr are trying to impose Gestapo activities in local communities. Why isn't this something that everybody can agree on? Why is this complicated? These have become war zones. One-year-old killed in Brooklyn, seven-year-old in Chicago. This weekend, 11-year-old children shot in Chicago, eight-year-old dead in Atlanta. Uh, A 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr. killed in the Chop Chaz spaghetti potluck dinner summer of Love Zone. Trey Gowdy had an interesting comment. People would be hailed as liberators if deployed by any Democratic president. You know, Maxine Waters, these federal agents could be people who'll help Trump resist stepping down if he loses. Boop, 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 boop. They're, they're nuts. You know, federal, you make the case, how many people have to die? Why does the mob and the media, why did they only focus, it seems, on like one-tenth of one percent of people dying, fellow Americans dying, but they ignore the 99.9 percent? Why is that? Why are they selective like that? All right, quick break. Dr. Oz, also press conference COVID-19 with the president, Leo Terrell-Geraldo, coming up. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email. You'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours you save up to $1,000 off your master spa promo code Hannity for up to a thousand dollars in savings, exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand. I trust Masterspas.com. All right, more details on live free or die America and the world on the brink, uh, Hannity.com, Amazon.com announcements coming in the near future. So apparently the so-called journalist, I don't even think journalism exists anymore. Um, But what they're saying here is, well, uh, some are saying it's garbage about what was clear to me. I'm just giving my opinion here. That was said in the White House press room today. And that is, I hear we've slowed it down. We're playing now just a listener warning. We're going to play it and let you decide. Uh, We don't want to get things like this wrong. Washington Examiner, some are saying it sounds like a reporter called at Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany a lying B-word. All right, let's play it the normal speed, then we'll play it slowed down.
1: 15% of ballots have been rejected in Queens, 28% rejected in Brooklyn. There are questions about mail, mass mailout voting, and I know you don't want to hear them, which is why you talk over me. But I encourage you to read the op-ed on yes. the China vaccine research. This is yes. very. Yes, you've done two questions, which is more beer. than some of your colleagues. Yes, thank you, Kelly. Okay, you don't mind. Encourage you to read the op-ed on the China vaccine research. This is very. good. you've two questions, which is more than some of your colleagues. Yes, thank you, Kelly. Okay, you don't mind. engage
2: have been charged with
0: one more time let's play the slowed down version
3: yes,
1: yes. on the china vaccine research this yes is very you've done many questions with is more here. than some of your colleagues yes,
4: yes. thank
0: you, okay, thank you no um, uh, to me it's I look I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I've listened to it now a, a ton of different ways. I sounds like it to me. Linda, vote.
1: Uh, I'm not in full agreement.
0: You don't think so? I'm okay. not saying I don't think no, so. No, I'm fine with that. I'm just uh,
1: what it sounds like to me is uh, very indiscernible because she's got a mask on, she's got her head down, and it sounds like it. And that could be no, I
0: like I like giving people the benefit of the doubt. I think I, I
1: have to think that if you're in the White House press corps, there are some things that are off limits. And I would assume I just thought that when I heard it,
0: I'm like, I, I hear it. All right. No, when you
1: uh, hear it fast, 100 percent, it sounds like it slowed down. It, it makes me take a pause.
0: Uh, pause, pause. All right. Other votes. Who's there? Um, me. I'm here. All right, J.C.O., what do you think? Uh, wh- the, by the way, before you answer, Jason's got headphones on. He's doing editing all day long. He's great at it. What do you think? Look, I was like you
5: originally when I first heard it. It sounded, it sounded like uh, the B word was thrown out there. But then I am, uh, I can,
6: I can absolutely say that that this reporter said that. Listening
1: to the, what do you think
6: originally. the odds are
0: that that is what was said? I th- honestly, the way
6: Kaylee reacted. If it was or other reporters, I think, would have said something or would have reacted to it. So I kind of think that the fact that it wasn't a big deal when it was said at the time makes me think that she did not say it. Well, I don't think Kaylee
0: heard it. I think that's pretty obvious from the, you know, from what Wouldn't I saw. Wouldn't you think that any of the other I, reporters moved would have said to something, another... though? Yeah, but if you remember, there was two people kind of talking at once at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you hear the slowed down version, boy, it can't sound any more like it to me. Do you hear that side of it too? Yeah. I mean, just what would you say the odds are? In your professional editing expert opinion, that you heard what you what I think might have been said.
5: Boy, listening to it over and over, I think. Uh, I would say forty forty sixty in favor of what you think.
0: I don't think I don't think she said it. All right. I'll go with you then. No, listen, I, you do know what? to just always want to be fair. You know, as I said, we don't rush to judgment. We don't do we don't do uh, boycotts, demand firings. But if it was said, it would certainly warrant, in my view, not being uh, in that press room or having that press pass. Uh, so we'll continue to monitor it. Um, whatever. I mean, it's just nothing at this point that is said or done should shock or surprise anybody. I mean, it just is, it is, it is sad, it is awful, it is every day, it's every second, it's every minute, every hour of every day. You know, it's uh, Wall Street Journal op-ed, the mess in Portland, progressives blame Trump for the disorder they've tolerated. I mean, this, this, this is the this part uh, that now gets in seriously, I guess words are words, but when Americans are dying, now we're dealing with a whole other level of issues to deal with here. And, and yeah, they, they are responsible. It's been decades of liberal democratic rule in every one of the cities where all of this violence is out of control. Where, as the journal pointed out, anarchists and rioters wreaking havoc. They've done it in Seattle. They do it every weekend in Chicago, in New York, in Portland for two months almost now. And Democrats are excusing. They're emboldening them. Cops are under fire every night. You know, now they're getting injured on a daily basis. You don't hear any concern ever about the police, the good people that that literally put their lives on the line, that are dedicated to protect and serve their communities. And all that's happening is the anarchists are emboldened. And like then you have the idiocy of sanctuary state and city policies. Then you have the idiocy of no bail like in New York, which, you know, Joe Biden has bought into all of this madness you know the president wants to restore order but in a way what is he doing he's trying to what save the democrats from themselves and their demand, their, their bigger fight is that donald trump wants to save lives i mean where's where are their priorities at what point did they have some culpability here if your sanctuary state city policy allows a criminal illegal immigrant to get out of jail not be handed over to ice which the law commands and and is written very clearly and then they go on to commit other crimes, in some cases, violent crimes. You know, what, where's, when do you get held accountable for your culpability as a politician? You allow the Chaz Chop uh, autonomous spaghetti potluck dinner and summer of love zone to continue. And you, you let city blocks being taken over and innocent people get killed. And I don't blame the mom of Horace uh, Lorenzo Anderson Jr. now saying, yeah, I hold them responsible for this president you know warning cuomo warning de blasio that they've got to end this crime wave in new york or the president saying i will step in now it gets a little complicated it's not complicated in terms of constitutional authority and the rule of law i mean the department of justice now they've looked at what 163 people 156 have been charged you know now NYPD officers are reassigned from traffic congestion and homeless outreach units to combat gun violence why? Because they dismantled the number one uh, uh, street crime unit, police defending unit in the, in the entire nation. And it's, you know, the one thing they all have in common, the cities we talk about run by liberal Democrats for decades. In other words, a preview of coming attractions and and Joe Biden, Bolshevik, Bernie's, AOC's, uh, Be- Beto Bozo and Pelosi and Schumer's America. That's what's at stake in one hundred and five days. You know, the DHS has expanded the authority of their personnel to collect information on people threatening monuments because a lot of this is rightly organized. Congressman Jim Jordan is pointing out rightly what Democratic mayors and governors are allowing to happen in their city is frightening. He's right about that, too. And then they again, they'll just reach out and blame Donald Trump. I mean, that's madness also. You know, can we get some real legislation that helps police departments? You know, I've, what have I been talking about? I've been talking about, yeah, we need more training, not less. We need more options. The stun gun is horrific. its I, I, I'm not saying it, it is not a good option. You got the wires, you got two shots, it doesn't work. I've shown on television, and I've talked on radio, I have bought, purchased myself, non-lethal options that are far superior that would give police, you know, another option another opportunity another weapon in their arsenal so they don't have to reach for the one thing that they can use to protect them which is the firearm that's the last option they need to have that too but if you have an option where you know one instance for example a particular non-lethal weapon I, i own uh i would mention it but they're so overwhelmed apparently they can't keep up with demand right now or else i would mention them again and i have no financial interest in it people oh you must be getting something no i don't anyway but it's uh, they have a laser on it that comes in orange and pink and and black you can even have a, a, a pink non-lethal weapon or an orange one it looks like a toy it's not a toy but it shoots projectiles with two different types of pepper spray and and one uh, one part of the projectile is tear gas it hits with a force at 40 feet away with a laser you know scope on it if you don't if you're not proficient in in using any type of firearm or you don't have to be an expert in shooting and and this is where their priorities are this is crazy stuff you know at in new york you've got literally this guy uh what's his name eric adams brooklyn borough president doesn't want anybody to call the police when laws are are being broken you know what laws are <laughs> Laws are broken. We're not going to call the police. He said he would prefer we go talk to young people who are using fireworks. Okay. Gee, that's a great idea. We can't let this happen to our American family here. But it's happening and nobody seems to care. Demanding, you know, federal forces withdraw. It's, it's madness. This is all at stake. You know, you got, you know, it's, and now it's expanding. I saw this incident happening in Denver, Colorado. But now Portland is its happening all over the place. Now you have in New York City a, a movement. Was, I saw the comments of an African-American woman. Refund the police, please. In Chicago, some of the leaders there were witnessing crime of biblical proportions. Mayor is unable to maintain law and order. Uh, Department of Homeland Security. They're sending in 150 federal agents to Chicago to protect federal property. Uh, Chicago man suspected of shooting a five-month-old baby was already on probation for illegal firearms. Here we go; those dopey no-bail laws, and that now is is as well uh, part of this narrative. In 105 days, what you know? Two very different options. But which America you want? And Biden is out there. Gave just, this press conference stuff he's doing is getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Because all right, let me go out for three minutes. Trump has abandoned our country. He's given up. He's quit on America. Okay, means nothing. You know, Biden, is he going to do it? China uh, is using forces, you know, forced labor to mass produce uh, some coronavirus PPE. Does he care about that? You know, Biden lawmakers warning of foreign intelligence interference in the election. Well, that would have happened under their watch. You know, the most outrageous underreported story. And I know that Joe Biden goes on MSDNC last night. Um, You know, I think the hardest question was if Joe would commit to picking an African-American woman as his running mate. And where are we in the vetting process? And Joe, you've done great. And these things that you've said before in your past don't, don't matter to me. You know, integration, racial. I don't want my kids, you know, in a racial jungle or predators. None of that. Donald Trump said it. Forget it. Uh, He outlines his priorities. Okay, what is his priorities? You know, nothing that's going to help anybody. Remember, he didn't support the travel van because it was xenophobic, hysterical, and everything else. The saddest thing in all of this is we now know that the media told uh, America, the FBI, had proof of collusion. But we now know because of this Lindsey Graham memo that has now been redacted and released... We know that the primary subsource, indeed about the only source, uh, that they, even Peter Strzok was saying on day one, we don't have anything. We have nothing. We don't have a single thing. Tom Fitness. Uh, But, you know, Andy McCarthy had a good. New collusion was a lie. We have not seen any evidence of any individuals affiliated with Trump and Trump's team in contact with Russian intelligence. This was early in, in into Trump's presidency. They already had two FISA applications with the dirty dossier that was never verifiable to spy. I'll take away Carter Page's constitutional rights and civil liberties and then spy on a candidate, a transition team and then deep into a presidency. And, you know, a private note by Strzok, we're just getting a hold of it, thanks to Lindsey Graham, you know, debunking a New York Times article about, you know, a compilation of five top reporters at the time, all lies, toilet paper, working for unnamed sources, claiming that members of the Trump campaign had repeated contacts with senior intelligence. Well, guess who was saying it's false? Peter Strzok himself. The Times article centrally identified Paul Manafort. It was a lie. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break, we'll come back on the other side, we'll continue straight ahead. Let's put put up some of this video. This video is so disturbing.
2: You have uh, camouflaged men taking a protester away in an unmarked van, and we have since learned that they are CBP officers, but you didn't ask for this assistance. No, How are your no, local we, law enforcement officials and, and residents reacting to this?
5: Talk to me, sorry.
6: They they they're not happy about it. Our local and our state lo- law enforcement officials, elected officials, we're unified. We didn't ask for these troops in our city. We don't want these troops in our city. And the tactics they're using are very un-American, and everybody should pay attention to this. They're coming into our city. They're in unmarked vans. They pull people off the streets. They don't necessarily have probable cause, and they don't actually identify who they are to the people they're pulling into the vans. So there's some really serious constitutional issues here.
5: Okay, a couple things.
2: Everyone they pull off the street, have they been charged? I hear some people they just let them go and not charge them.
6: They not only not charge them; in some cases, they didn't even identify who they were. So we have people who've come back and they've said, I, I feel like I was kidnapped. They didn't tell me why they would pulled me into the van, who they were, why they were here. They didn't have insignia. Uh, and that's just not the kind of thing you see on the streets of America. Well, in this case, they're trampling our state's rights. Our governor, our two United States senators, our local law enforcement officials, elected leaders, we're, we're all basically saying, go away. They have definitely escalated the situation here. They've created more danger for both our local residents as well as our local law enforcement, and we don't want them here. And the part that's even scarier for us, and the part I really want other people in America to pay attention to, is the president has admitted that he is sending his federal troops into cities based on the political affiliation of the people who run those cities. In other words, what he describes as liberal Democrat cities. And that, in in my opinion, is a blatant abuse of federal policing power, and it's a threat to democracy. We should all be very concerned about this.
0: All right. Hour two, Sean Hannity show. That is the genius Portland mayor condemning the fact that the president, who does have constitutional authority, uh, there is no ambiguity about it, uh, now protecting federal buildings, which we have the Department of Homeland Security interim director now doing, Uh, Chad Wolf, and uh, they've been doing a good job. Here's what we have, though. The mayors of Portland, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, they're demanding that the president not protect federal property. Uh, They are rejecting daily the help for the president to restore order. We've gone over the numbers again and again. 70 shot this weekend in Chicago. Uh, including a 10 and 11-year-old, these are children. We already lost a one-year-old in Brooklyn, seven-year-old in Chicago, an eight-year-old in Atlanta, a 19-year-old young man. I interviewed his father, Horace uh, Lorenzo Anderson Jr., 19 years old, and, you know, the, oh, what? They're not doing their job. At what point... Just like, for example, once the mayor of Seattle allowed the Chop Chaz autonomous uh, spaghetti potluck dinner, uh, Summer of Love zone, and city blocks taken over. At what point do these failed politicians—the one thing they all have in common—liberal cities run by liberal mayors for decades—they allow the anarchy and lawlessness and violence to go unabated. Innocent Americans are dying; others are fighting for their lives. After every week, every day pretty much, when are they held accountable? at what point is it now a national emergency? Because I know the mob and the media they like to cherry pick one name or or another name or this name, but there's the ninety nine point nine percent of names nobody ever hears about. Where's their love and concern? You know you 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 literally have violence escalating between, you know, law enforcement protesters after last night's march in Portland, uh, Portland rioters burning American flags and breaking down fencing at federal courthouses as officers have to respond. That's called law and order. Anyway, joining us, uh, Leo Terrell, uh, at the Leo Terrell on Twitter, civil rights attorney, talk show host, Geraldo Rivera. Uh, of course, everyone knows Geraldo, 50 years And he started as a reporter in the tough streets and during more crime and violence at the time in New York City uh, and has been all over the world reporting. Thank you both for being with us. You know, Geraldo, at what point do we say that they're responsible? If you're going to allow anarchists to take over streets and precincts and innocent people are murdered, at what point do the politicians that don't protect innocent citizens held accountable?
2: Well, that's up to the voters in those jurisdictions. I would certainly hope, Sean, uh, that they would express themselves in ways other than their uh, just, uh, you know, uh, reflex, uh, left-wing kind of response to things. I think you're absolutely right about the Constitution. Let me just start there. There is no doubt but that the federal government has the absolute right to defend federal property. Now... Federal property is courthouses and monuments and office buildings and everything else that the federal government built for the uh, use of uh, the federal government and other agencies. So there's no doubt that there is a legal right for those federal officers to be on the streets of Portland and Seattle. It's a different issue in, you know, the crime and violence-riddled cities uh, like Detroit, like Chicago, like, uh, uh, you know—
0: I don't want to I don't want to miss. Well, Ger- Geraldo, let me just say one thing. Uh-huh. I well, mean, it is that the Insurrection even... Act does allow the president gives him full authority to restore order.
2: The president was to invoke the Insurrection Act. You're absolutely right. And I think that there's something else that can happen that I'm shocked has not yet happened. A shaming of these uh, these do nothing Uh, local officials. They are doing absolutely nothing. They are allowing. They're uh, in Chicago, 70 shot over the weekend shootings up. I think the uh, Chicago now has passed 1,600 shootings this year. New York has doubled shootings in the last year. They are 300 percent. Yep. They are losing control of their city. They've lost the it. The people who are victimized are the people who are precisely the people uh, these uh, demonstrations and so forth are designed to protect.
0: On any so given week in New York City, in any, on any given week in New York City, it's between 97 and 100 percent of shooting victims are minority. Leo Terrell.
5: You know what, Sean? I- I'm so glad I'm a civil rights lawyer and a trial lawyer because I heard that Portland clip. And that that mayor is absolutely wrong. The president can bring federal truth not only to protect federal property. He can bring federal truth in all these cities to beef up the existing federal agents who are working in those cities, alcohol, tobacco, and control. So they have tremendous power. For that Portland mayor to sit there and say, oh, they don't have probable cause, he hasn't seen the evidence. It's just a pack of lies that are being told by these mayors because they do not want the president to show his law and order stand in all these cities. The president could flood every one of these cities with FBI agents if he wanted to, and he should, because what's happening is there is a tide turning. The public is now saying there's too much crime in these cities, these Democratic cities. And everyone on this planet knows that these Democrats are sitting on their hands for two reasons. One, they're in the pockets of the extremist groups like Black Lives Matter and TIFA. And two, they think this strategy is going to lead them to victory in December. And that's wrong because there's a lot of law and order Democrats who are sick and tired of these do-nothing mayors who, who who yell the race card, and it does not exist in Democratic cities. I look at all of
0: this, Geraldo, and all I see is the elimination of safety, security, law, and order. Now it has become, to me, if you look at Portland, if you look at Seattle, if you look at cities in California, if you look at Chicago, if you look at Detroit, if you look at Minneapolis, uh, if you look at New York City and, and at Philadelphia, one thing they have in common, decades of liberal democratic rule. They've allowed how many thousands of innocent people to get shot and killed and they do nothing. Rudy Giuliani, say what you will. The murder rate went from around 2500 a year to, you know, with, after he left down with Bloomberg just following up on those policies, down to 300 Now we see a 300% increase and a return to the, the horrific days prior to Giuliani.
2: I would like to see, Sean, you're absolutely right. But how about this approach? Why not use the authority? Leo mentioned the FBI. Why not use the Department of Justice, the FBI? Why not use them to get RICO cases? Yes. These are organized criminals. They're different kinds of... Antifa is one kind of organized well, that, criminal. Attorney Lord General
0: Barr has mm-hmm. announced that they're doing that. that but, but I'll That's tell you, but I, I people are dying exactly. this weekend. They're going to they're gonna die today. I, How many more cops in, get injured? How many more innocent children get killed? Exactly, How many more grandmas exactly. and grandpas get killed?
2: Let's indict these leaders. Let's go after these gangs in Chicago. It's all about gangs and drug turf. We know that. You don't have to be a child to figure that out. You don't have to be like, a, a, you know, some sage thinker. It is gangs do, doing drugs and fighting rival gangs. And then there's revenge killings. You shot my sister. I'm going to shoot your sister and so forth. Let's go after these criminal organizations, whether they are street gangs or Antifa, use the true might of the federal government. It's not putting uniform officers in the street, although that is necessary to protect. OK, you've property. done
0: these right, cases. Be- How long does it take to get a criminal enterprise uh, undone? If you use the mob as an example, it takes years and years. Leo, go ahead.
5: Thank you very much, because let me tell you right now, listen, I I, I will acknowledge on your show, I break the Kool-Aid, and it's not the game. we got to get rid of this Democratic leadership in these cities. We're talking about decades and decades and decades of what Geraldo is saying, all this game warfare. You know why? Because the Democrats have allowed this to happen in metropolitan cities. You know, when the Republicans take over the White House again, they need to take over these Democratic cities, allow school choice. Give people of color, of all people, choices, because these Democrats are nothing more than keeping people of color with this with this mindset that you need us, and they're pandering. we got to get rid of these Democratic mayors this year, period. But, I,
2: Leo, I don't think that's possible, to tell you the truth. Why? Brother. I, you why? know, look, because why. It's, it's generational. At this point. But this is what you can do. Well, Haraldo, let me say this.
5: I can't.
2: Wait, my I can't. Point. You can nibble away at the edges. You can. If black votes for Trump go up in the teens, if they go into the 15 percent, uh, you know, and, and Hispanics go above 30, Trump wins. I think that's how you do it. You're not going to get. You're not going to overthrow the Democratic rule that's been there. It's going to be there for your children's lifetimes. It's, a, it's impossible. You have to have a Bloomberg coming around with billions of dollars or a crime fighter like Giuliani. It's very rare. It happens, but very rarely I think you'd be better off trying to yeah, get Yeah, Well, the- it's
0: not happening. And I'm going to tell you, every Monday I'm going to come on the program and give you the death count and give you the shooting count. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email. You'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. All right, days are getting warmer and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours 100% built in the U.S. by the world's largest swim spa manufacturer. Go to masterspas.com. Put in the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. You save up to $1,000 off your master spa. Promo code Hannity for up to $1,000 in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com.
5: Dead like nobody does, but he most definitely doesn't. He's not that type of kid. He doesn't deserve to be dead. And then he doesn't deserve... For the city to not do nothing. Anderson's mom, Donita Sinclair Martin, says she's disgusted seeing videos of medics nearby who, because
4: of policy, didn't help her son.
0: And right, as we continue at the Leo Terrell on Twitter, Geraldo Rivera, of course, uh, both with us. So uh, I, I guess, Geraldo, we only had about a minute each for you. You're you're saying that we're just going to have to accept that it's going to be years of of shooting counts and death counts. Because if I, we I don't, if we need don't the
2: to be revolted, you need the public to
0: be. Well, to why be aren't they? What is it going to take? Seventy sh- people shot in Chicago on one weekend is not enough to be revolt. you know, find that repulsive and unacceptable.
2: Then check the voting rolls. If people voted in South Chicago, have they voted. If they're obviously not sufficiently motivated, you've got to let these people Know that there is a better life, that eight-year-olds should not be murdered, that one-year-olds should not be shot in their strollers, that it is unacceptable, uh, you know they can't get anyone to testify against the shooters that they see, even though their neighborhoods are at risk. You need to shame democratic leadership. And: let They them
0: have know no shame, Geraldo.: to- It's been going on for decades. There's no There's absolutely no shame. Leo.
5: Thank you very much. Geraldo, respectfully, wrong on this one. Blacks under 40, Hispanics under 40 are not cow tying to the Democratic Party. You're talking about people who are who are born in the 40s and 50s. They're Democratic loyalists. I'm telling you that there needs to be an education process of young Blacks and Hispanics. They're open to either party, and the messaging has to be directed towards them. What African-American would not want school choice in in, the, in these crime-ridden public schools right now. You can't tell me they're automatically going to vote D. Is it possible for a, for a civil rights attorney to be a Republican? I am. I'm a Republican this year, and I'm telling you, forty blacks under 40, Hispanics under 40 are not contracted to the Democratic Party, and that's where you need to change.
0: Well, if we don't do it, we're just going to be counting dead bodies, our American treasure, our kids, our moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas. They're war zones. Right now, the president's right. They've now become war zones, and these liberal mayors that have run these cities for decades have allowed this to happen. When do they help get held accountable? They have that That's their number one job, and they have failed on a spectacular level, just like an education. Leo Terrell, Geraldo, thank you both. When we come back, uh, we have a lot of encouraging news as it relates to COVID-19 and advancements. Uh, we have a vaccine trial uh, uh, in the UK and also treatment options now that didn't exist even a week ago. We'll tell you about that next with Dr. Oz. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. On a calm October night, Michael and his wife, they were just out for a walk in their neighborhood when their life got flipped upside down, or just like yours could be. Now, Michael was attacked by a homeless woman who stabbed him multiple times before he was able to restrain her and waited for law enforcement to arrive. But what happens next is why our partners at the USCCA exist. Now, while Michael was in the hospital, a detective literally charged him with assault. Now, this is the new America that we're living in. Luckily, Michael was a USCCA member just like me. He used his training, his education, and his self-defense liability insurance to stay out of jail and save his family from potential bankruptcy. If you want to learn proven ways to deter criminals, defend your family, avoid legal trouble... Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity right now. You'll put in your email. You'll get a free guide put together by the USCCA and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. Well, that's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours you save up to one thousand dollars off your Master Spa promo code Hannity for up to a thousand dollars in savings. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust. Masterspas.com and uh, it's all up on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, soon to be in bookstores everywhere. Uh, live free. Well, let's put it this way: if the policies of Biden, the stated policies along with Bolshevik Bernie's socialism, along with Bezo Bozo O'Rourke's promise of gun confiscation. Uh, AOC's radical new Green Deal. No, the lifeblood of our economy is gone and every single thing is free. And Biden signing on to that. 125 years combined failure and broken promises of Pelosi, Schumer and Biden. That's the choice. That exists. We lay out the case, and it is it is overwhelming. We have some news, in, and it was a great comparative analysis as it relates to COVID-19 around the world. Heritage Foundation, they examined the approaches of 10 countries, differing levels of economic freedom, vastly different approaches, varying degrees of success. Uh, Full lockdowns like those implemented in the U.S. and Italy, they point out, were not as effective as the more targeted approaches taken in places like South Korea and Iceland. And they concluded a few takeaways. Lives, livelihoods are not competing priorities. Policymakers should focus on fighting localized outbreaks with a comprehensive strategy. Countries around the world taking different approaches, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's fine. And they said sweeping lockdown orders, they conclude, did not result in better outcomes. Now, when you look at the United States, if you're looking at new COVID-19 infections per 100,000 of the population, America's flat. And some of the good news coming out, senior British official called the latest news of an Oxford University team's potential vaccine extremely encouraging results of phase two trial vaccine there as Developed by Oxford's Jenner Institute in conjunction in conjunction with AstraZeneca showed that it is safe and has produced strong immune results. Very similar to Moderna, what they found. Um, We also have learned, which I think is really, really good news, that we have new information about the treatment of the virus. Uh, Better treatment means fewer people uh, would would then die. And uh, here to do all things COVID-19 and how to keep you and your family safe, uh, our medical aid team, Dr. Oz, is with us. Uh, how are you, sir?
4: So I'm doing well. You summarized it beautifully. If I could sort of organize the thought process uh, beyond one basic principle, there are less people who, when they get to the hospital, end up in the ICU. And that's because of protocols. You know, we understand a lot more about how to treat the ailment, but also when we have some building blocks now. You mentioned... Uh, one, but there are a couple now medications. Some many of those repurposed drugs we use for other per, uh, reasons that are you know, proving themselves to be beneficial. Steroids like dexamethasone can reduce the overreaction of the immune system. Others like interferon. Small study yesterday from the UK showed that this protein that uh, that that messages to your immune system how to fight a virus. Is beneficial. I mean, it's pretty significant reductions. Statistically significant with only 100 patients, which means it's important. Reductions in discharge rates and complication rates. I mean, good stuff.
0: You mentioned steroids. You had mentioned this the last time. I understand there is a a new treatment. Apparently, some type of inhaler that people are using that's working. Do you know what? Can you tell us about that?
4: Well, the inhaler is the interferon, and the nice thing about mm-hmm. inhalers is you directly target the weakest spot when your body's attacked by COVID-19, which is your lungs, right? That's how the virus gets into your body usually. It goes deep into your lungs. You need something quickly to tell your immune system, hey, there's some bad guys coming at you. Put, you know, put up the red alert. And then when they see, because the interferon now is telling your immune system to wake up, and they see the viral particles, they can go after it and get it. And, like, maybe I'm going to remember there's two parts of this. There's the virus getting into your cells and beginning to replicate, and then there's your body after it's killed the virus, realizing that the bad guys are done and standing down. And both of those are important elements here. Interferon messages, the first part of it. A lot of the treatments we've been aiming at have, been, have tried to do just that, but it's hard to do it. The easier part of the equation is to avoid the overreaction, the overinflammation that happens once your body naturally has killed this virus, which is what it's hardwired to do. That's where the steroids have been beneficial. And other treatments um, that focus on that part of the complications, those really help reduce deaths because that's what usually causes the death of people. Not that Many people die. I bet you even perhaps most people die without virus in their body. The virus is gone. They're dying from the complications of the fallout. Well- well, you
0: know, a particular patient I'm referring to that ended up being on a ventilator six weeks and got traked and was even put into a, a medically induced coma at one point and then pulled out of it. And then you get this delirium. Uh, ICU delirium is a real problem for some people that are, they have no idea if it's day or night where they are, what they're doing, and they're ripping out tubes all over the place. That person eventually lived. But the pr- complication was not from COVID. It was, again, the immune reaction uh, or overreaction, let me ask you maybe perhaps a, a, a question you can't answer because every case is different. But if somebody, if this really grabs them at their lungs and and somebody's listening, maybe it's them, they have underlying conditions, whatever, compromised immune system, what would you advise them from start to finish the best course of treatment for them to save their life?
4: Well, first off, make sure you're seen by a physician as soon as possible because Oftentimes, other risk factors that you have can complicate it, like your diabetes or et cetera. Uh, once you're in that place of care, you want to make sure that you don't miss low oxygen levels. That's why those, those little fingers uh, devices that we use to measure oxygen levels are important, because something about COVID-19 creates this syndrome called happy hypoxia, which is where you have oxygen levels that are so low that you should be completely out of it. And yet you're wandering around happily making jokes, and so there's this disconnect between the level of oxygen in your blood, which is dangerously low, and how you feel. So by the time you come to the hospital, and this happened to someone last night that I was involved with, it's an emergency. You go from the ER bay right to the ICU, and then you're getting intubated. And once you put the breathing tube in, that's a major step backwards. And please don't panic if you get a breathing tube. You know, we don't do it because you want to. It's a safety net. But once we pull that safety net out and use it, we've lost the backup systems that we normally would have. In place,
0: okay. And and look, uh, there was so much we, the the intersection of politics as it relates to hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin with zinc. Uh, now we have another study that came out proving that in fact it works very effectively, especially if it's early in the process. So if you find out you're COVID nineteen infected and maybe you're not even experiencing symptoms yet, would you recommend that as the first? Uh, course of defense, regardless of age, for example?
4: Well, if it's a patient of mine, I would recommend that they take not just hydroxychloroquine, but zinc in, in a high dose. And there's another paper that's that's just got accepted. Can you that's define a high dose,
0: zinc. meaning six, uh, 600 milligram loading dose, 400 milligram at, every day thereafter?
4: Yes, that's the best for hydroxychloroquine. That's a traditional dose we use, but it's the zinc that I would give high dose with it. One of the reasons we think that hydroxychloroquine might work, again, we don't have prospective randomized trials showing benefit to the level all of us would be happy. That's why everyone is... reluctant. I was
0: referring to the, the Ford study, though. Yeah.
4: Right, yeah. There's two good studies. There's the Henry Ford study in, um, in Detroit, uh, and then there's the Mount Sinai system here in New York City, where similar results were found. 26% baseline mortality was cut in half. Now, these are retrospective trials, but that's a big difference. You don't want to ignore that. But the addition of zinc, which everyone that I've spoken to, including uh, uh, Didier Raoult from France, who's sort of the father of this movement, but also this you know, wonderful clinician, Dynamox, at at uh, NYU, who tried it, gave high-dose zinc, which he's talking about 100 milligrams, 120 milligrams. I it mean, it's more than you normally take. That means that the, he, many believe the reason that we get benefit is you allow zinc to get into the cells. Uh, we don't know for sure, but that's a theoretical reason, and that's why combining zinc with it seems to have the benefit in this paper that everyone will be reading about in a couple of days once it gets published.
0: So that's with the hydroxychloroquine. What about azithromycin, which has also been a, a pretty... You know, that's part of the treatment that we've always talked about.
4: Yeah, azithromycin works for two potential reasons. It may potentiate a lot of the other things going on, but it also directly deals with any infections that may be going on. And in the studies in both China and France, when they did CAT scans on the chests of the patients, which we don't always do here, but they do in those countries, half the patients had lung infiltrates, had opacity in their lungs, reflecting early pneumonia. So uh, physicians would use antibiotic to prevent a superinfection, other bacteria getting in there. And the most compelling collection of data is from this Marseille group, DDA Rolls group, where that's what he did. He used a combination of hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin. Now he's adding zinc to it. And that seems to be the, the triple therapy. I really wish someone would just finish a clinical trial, a well-done clinical trial with you know everyone enrolled the same way, early treatment, as you pointed out, to, to once and for all give us an idea if there's benefit or not. Because right now we're dealing with with all kinds of innuendos, and it creates a lot of confusion in the minds of patients, which is why I've been frustrated, as you have, about the politicization of this. If you don't know the answer, and sometimes you just don't, as a doctor, you've got to give your best judgment, and you don't want that colored by what they happened to read the paper that morning.
0: Uh, I mean, that's the thing, and you know, there's been so much, uh, politics has just wrapped uh, its arms around this, and it's been hurtful. Now, On top of all of that, there have been some really dumb decisions. I like to learn, you know, learn from our mistakes and i like to learn from our successes. Uh, You know, I I, the president tweeted out, OK, masks are patriotic. I'm wearing a mask when I need to. Now, the two people in the country that don't need to wear a mask are Joe Biden and Donald Trump, because you can't get around them unless you've been tested for COVID-19, which, by the way, I think is the right thing to do for both of them. Um, and I think that's also the way that you can open a stadium safely and, and have sports and outdoor concerts, et cetera. And you and I have gone over this like crazy. Um, but the CDC said last week, if wearing masks four to six weeks, you'll wipe this thing out. Do you agree with that?
4: I do agree with it. I, I, you know, I've been talking to the task force. They have these off-the-record discussions where we just hear the data in it its raw form. So those of us who talk about health issues a lot can at least express it accurately. And the, the, if you oh, look right now, you'll start to see that in some of these sunbelt states, there's a bending a little bit of the, of the po- test positive rates, which means the percentage of people who are positive when they get tested is not going up like it used to. It's the first sign that we may be sort of going back in the right direction. Masks are a big part of that. And I, I, I believe the issue about masks, and I, I, I think you probably agree with this, because you've been outspokenly supportive uh, of this reality, is that masks, are, to me, are about freedom. They're about freedom because they give us the power to control our destiny. It's ultimately, that's freedom. We can stop down the spread. We know that the case of 80% of people wear masks, we, this virus behaves more like it's the influenza virus. So it dramatically changes infectiveness because enough people are masked up. And um, it's, uh, to me, it's a metaphor like a seatbelt, right? If you avoid super spreader events, which are multi-car accidents, metaphorically, if you wear your mask and you get your seatbelt on, they're going to be a lot less people get out there a roadkill, and that's an important advance for us as a society. People are scared. They go back to businesses. Restaurants open back up. One day you'll go to your beloved sporting yeah. event, but you'll be wearing a mask.
0: And I'll bring you with me. Uh, stay exactly. right there. Dr. Oz, is Robert in Arizona has a question for uh, Dr. Oz next, uh, and then we're waiting for the president. He's going to have a presser coming up. and the former head of training for the FBI. Just go to uscca.com slash Hannity today. All right, days are getting warmer, and it's so easy to reminisce about fond summer memories with you and your family. Hey, if you want those precious moments all year long, well, you might want to consider a Michael Phelps swim spa by Master Spas. Now, imagine combining the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool all in one elegant package. That's what you get with the Michael Phelps Swim Spa. Now, Master Spa's technology is incredible. They have LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful massage jets will relieve pressure on any achy joint. And surprisingly, installation takes only one day. Linda, you love yours All right, as we continue, our medical aid team, Dr. Oz with us. All right, Robert in Arizona, Dr. Oz, has a question. Uh, Let's bring him in. Robert, say hi to the great Dr. Oz. How are you, sir?
2: Very good. Hi, Dr. Oz. Hannity, great American. I love your show. Thank you, sir. I have a question for Dr. Oz. The question is, uh, I've heard that both the NIH, National Institute of Health, and the CDC are advocating the use of adjuvants with the Maverna vaccine, and I'm concerned about that, Uh, although technology and adjuvants has come a long way to provide uh, uh, immunological uh, responses and boost uh, immune systems. uh, They were previously banned, as you know, um, uh, especially the neurotoxin aluminum types. Uh, but my concern is are they going to be doing the testing on the vaccine? Oh, with the use of adjuvants, or are they going to be using them standalone? Good question.
0: All right, we only have a short time. Dr. Ross?
2: You have the smartest
4: listenership.
0: I really do, don't I? I mean, <laughs> i am even have to look at, oh yeah, I know adjuvants. I know what that means. <laughs>
4: it's a smart question. So the, the issue here is uh, new, new age versus old-fashioned vaccines. So Moderna right. and Pfizer uh, are making mRNA vaccines. We have never had wide-scale use of mRNA vaccines. In theory, they're brilliant. You put a little bit of the RNA of the spike protein of the virus, the part that hurts us and gets into our cells, into the into cells. You fool them into making just that little protein part, not the actual uh, COVID-19, just that little spike protein. And then because of that, the immune system revs up and kills anything. It looks like a spike protein, so the virus is knocked out before it gets into us. But... Because it's not been done, they're experimenting. They've got to figure out the smartest and best way of increasing the amount of, of, of creation of, this, uh, of, of you know, the, the RNA into the DNA and then your body's immune response. The other team, the AstraZeneca guys, and there's a bunch of, there. there's, there's 23 different drugs in clinical trial and 150 being evaluated. But the AstraZeneca is an old fashioned vaccine. It's an attenuated adenovirus, which means it's a weakened, regular old virus that we use for vaccines all the time. Um, and if they both work, a lot of people are going to feel more comfortable with the old fashioned vaccine because it 's got years and years of experience and, and this this, this uh, subtle use of an adjuvant or not those do bother some people so. For certain, mm-hmm. if you and you raise a good point, if you're worried about it, you might want to choose one vaccine over another, depending on whether they have to use an adjuvant or not.
0: Uh, smartest audience on radio, Dr. Oz. Uh, that's why I oh bring you goodness. in, so they don't stump <laughs> the host, me. Um, like, Dr. Yeah. Oz, you are a true patriot. Your love, your passion, your commitment to people's health and well-being is uh, unmatched at your calling. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you being with us. When we come back uh the president we expect a a press conference update a lot of it i think we expect is going to be on covid and much much more as we continue all right that's it just 14 days two weeks from today a lot of details coming hannity.com amazon.com and uh there will be bookstores that are open in some parts of the country and plans and stuff we got planned and i'm excited to uh, tell you about soon Uh, We are expecting now the president is going to hold a COVID-19 press conference. Schumer, he should not take to the podium. Okay. Schumer, uh, did you support the travel ban 10 days after the first known uh, identified case of corona? No, you didn't. Hey, uh, Chucky, uh, did you build the hospitals all over New York State, including 3,000 beds at the Javits Center? No. No. Uh, or send the, the the Navy comfort ship, hospital ship? No. Did you uh, man those uh, facilities, all of those hospitals? No, Donald Trump did that. Uh, did you provide the PPE, all of it that was necessary, all the ventilators necessary? No, you did not. Amazing. What well, people that don't do a thing will say and do because they want to politicize Pretty much anything and everything. You know, that's the sad thing about the violence. Sad thing about the violence, you know, if you just start with the very basics, is that, you know, these governors and mayors are more interested in bashing Trump, the president, than they are in focusing on the safety and security of the people in their towns and in their cities. I mean, that to me is is a pretty spectacular statement and indictment of them because they haven't done the job. President's offering to help. They just keep rejecting it. And they, they seemingly just don't care because I would think that if people were being shot and killed in the numbers that we see in these cities and towns, etc., I'd want to protect my citizenry first. By the way, before we uh, get to more, I want to remind you that it is July. Uh, More people have told me how much they love their Hustle a Turf mower. Uh, They've got professional landscapers as customers because they got the best built, best designed, best engineered, the greatest comfort, the greatest durability. And they also have their residential units. The residential is known as Fast Track. Uh, Their professional grade, landscaper grade is Fast Track STX either model if you go to hustlerturfcom you're going to save 500 bucks through the month of july and linda's loving hers everybody i know that's gotten one writing me about it they love theirs it makes trimming mowing around and landscaping so much more easier with so much more comfort so much more durability all have smooth track steering heavy duty fabricated uh welded uh, steel decks nothing's flimsy about a hustler uh third-generation company, hundreds and hundreds of skilled jobs in the heartland, and over 1,400 dealers nationwide. And just go to hustlerturfcom go to the radio offer button, and go to Hannity, put my name in, and you get an extra year warranty. HustlerTurf.com. you're going to love it. Linda loves hers. Anyway, so we're kind of waiting for this press conference, but we have a lot of other stuff that we want to get to here. And I will tell you that there's so much at stake and so... I I just can't believe the 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 level of politics. You know, by the way, FoxNews.com had an interesting piece up. Biden's head of strategic communications has repeatedly been posting sexist messages on social media over the past decade, uh, which I I won't even go into all of it. I just I'm so sick of all of. Well, anyway, let's go to the president He's up to the podium
2: back in his court and secondly it rebuts everything day after day well i think we
0: have the the president president
2: here behind
3: the podium right now today i want to provide an update on our response to the china virus and what my administration is doing to get the outbreak in the sunbelt under control seems largely in sunbelt but could be spreading My team is also working night and day with Capitol Hill to advance the next economic relief package. We're working very hard on it. We're making a lot of progress. I also uh, know that uh, both sides want to get it done. We'll call it phase four. I think we're going to get it done. We'll protect our workers, our schools, and our families and protect them very strongly. As one family, we mourn every precious life that's been lost. I pledge in... Their honor that we will develop a vaccine and we will defeat the virus. We're doing very well with vaccine development and therapeutic development. But I want to thank our brave doctors and nurses and frontline responders. The job they do is incredible and they are truly brave. My administration will stop at nothing to save lives and shield the vulnerable, which is so important. We've learned so much about this disease and we know who the vulnerable are and we are going to indeed shield them and again the vaccines are coming and they're coming a lot sooner than anyone thought possible by years if you look at the old system and look at the new system i think by years the china virus is a vicious and dangerous illness but we've learned a great deal about it and who it targets we are in the process of developing a strategy that's going to be very, very powerful. We've developed them as we go along. Some areas of our country are doing very well. Others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. Something I don't like saying about things, but that's the way it is. It's the way, it's what we have. You look over the world, it's all over the world. And it tends to do that. The governors are working very, very hard. And we are supporting them 100%, everything they need, they get. And we are taking good care. We have tremendous supplies and a great supply chain, whether it's ventilators or gowns or just about anything they need. So that's a a big difference from inheriting very, very empty cupboards. The median age of those who succumb to the China virus is 78 years old. Roughly half of all deaths have been individuals in nursing homes or long-term care. In one study, 90% of those hospitalized had underlying medical conditions, whether it's heart or diabetes, but usually it's uh, some kind of a condition. It seems that people have that, and if they do, it's a problem, no question about it. Young adults may often have mild or even no symptoms. They won't even know they're sick. They won't have any idea that they have a virus. They won't have any idea at all. America's youth will act responsibly, and we're asking everybody that, when you are not able to socially distance, wear a mask, get a mask. Uh, Whether you like the mask or not, uh, they have an impact. They'll have an effect, and we need everything we can get. Data shows children have the lowest fatality risk, 99.96% of all virus fatalities are in adults, think of that. So that's uh, much, much, much less than 1% for children, young people. By understanding these risk profiles and learning how to treat the disease, we've been able to greatly reduce mortality in the United States. In fact, we'll show you a chart and uh, how well we do compared to the rest of the world. We've have several treatments already available that significantly reduce the severity and duration of the disease, including Remdesivir, which has been very successful and a widely available steroid treatment. And we have many more happening and coming out. We've learned best practices for treatment of the virus at every stage and have shared these findings with medical providers, and we've shared them all over the world. The relationship with other countries has been very strong. We're all working together. This includes ensuring all hospitals are aware of the importance of different approaches to oxygen treatment, including high flow oxygen, the importance of steroid treatment for those on ventilators. And when you're on a ventilator, uh, we've learned a tremendous about the use of the ventilator. And uh, at the beginning, people never had an experience like this where we needed so many ventilators so fast, and even the use of the ventilators, but the doctors have become incredibly, and nurses and helpers have become incredibly good at the use of a ventilator, which is actually a very complicated procedure, and allocating remdesivir to hospitals based on new admissions since it works best early in hospitalization. And that's something that they've really started. They're using it much earlier. Fatalities nationwide have fallen 75% since mid-April. That's a great number. As cases and fatalities rise in certain hard-hit states, which you're looking at right now, we're surging personnel, supplies, and therapeutics. We, again, have tremendous amounts of supplies. We are in very good shape, and we can move them quickly. Our case fatality rate has continued to decline, and is lower than the European Union and almost everywhere else in the world. If you watch American television, you think that the United States was the only country involved with and suffering from the China virus. Well, the world is suffering very badly. But the fact is that many countries are suffering very, very, very badly. And they've been suffering from this virus for a long time. We've done much better than most, and with the fatality rate at a lower rate than most, it's something that we can talk about, but we're working again with them because we're helping a lot of countries that people don't even know about. I get calls all the time asking for help, especially as it pertains to the ventilators. They need help with ventilators. They have to get them. They're very hard to get. We're making thousands now a month, thousands of ventilators a month. It's been quite amazing. We... Keep doing the good job, and things will get better and better. We'll be putting up charts behind me, showing uh, different statistics and different rates of uh, success. And I guess you could say also uh, things that we can do better on. But you'll see them. They'll be put up as we go. In April, the average age of individuals who tested positive for the virus was over 50 years old. Today, the average age is significantly younger. Hospital lengths of a stay are almost half of what they were in April. So the stays are about half. The rate of cases requiring hospitalization has been reduced, and mortality among those admitted to the hospital is nearly one-half of what it was in April. We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about this disease, how to handle it. The doctors have learned a lot, not only in the use of the ventilators, but in many other Things And things are happening, too, like the remdesivir and and other elements, steroids, et cetera. But these trends could change without our continued and relentless focus. And that's what we have. We have a relentless focus. And it's been that way from the beginning. But we've learned so much. As you know, in recent weeks, we've seen a concerning rise in the cases in many parts of our south. You look at south, southwest, and west. This growth in cases first began to appear in mid-June, primarily among 18 to 35-year-olds, many of whom were asymptomatic. We're also facing the challenge of a significant spice in virus cases across the rest of the Western Hemisphere, including Mexico. Mexico has been hit very, very, very hard. As you know, the president, a great gentleman, was here two weeks ago, and they have really been hit hard. Because we've achieved a nearly fourfold increase in testing capacity in two months, we're successfully identifying more asymptomatic and mild cases. Some cases so mild that you really don't even treat them. Some cases uh, with children where they don't even know that they're ill. And I guess they're not very ill because they recover almost immediately. Per capita, the U.S. is conducting 50% more tests than Europe. And we've conducted nearly three times as many tests as all of the other countries in the Western Hemisphere combined. It will be over 50 million tests. This allows us to isolate those who are infected, even those without symptoms, so we know exactly where it's going and when it's going to be there. We're also working to reduce turnaround time. My administration has been aggressively responding to case growth in the sun Belt, and we continue to do so, working very close with all governors, but right now, in particular, those governors. We're coordinating closely with hospitals and governors. In the last three weeks, I've sent senior officials into nine states to meet with governors and provide recommendations to the various leaders of the state, including hospital administrators, et cetera. My administration currently has zero, unfilled, requests for unfulfilled requests for uh, equipment or anything else that they need from the governors. No governor needs anything right now, and we think we'll have it that way till the end because, frankly, we are stocked up and ready to go wherever we have to go. We've nearly 7,000 National Guard and military medical personnel in Texas, California, Florida, and Arizona that's helping us greatly. want to thank them very much. The military has been fantastic. We're closely monitoring hospital capacity in these states. Hospitals are open for elective surgeries and other procedures. So hospitals are open for elective surgeries. We want Americans to get the medical treatments. They need all of the governors. We've spoken with, say, they have Enough bed capacity, that's a great thing.
0: All right, for stations uh, along the Sean Hannity Show Network, we're going to stay with the President's press conference on COVID-19. New information, uh, some of you may break away. We'll be on the other side of this.
3: Including the ventilators. And a permanent shutdown was really never an option in terms of what we're doing right now. This would be completely unsustainable. Produce debilitating economic fallback and lead to catastrophic public health consequences. There are consequences to shutdowns, and uh, we've saved potentially millions of lives by doing the initial shutdown, but now we're very aware of this disease. We understand the disease to a large extent. Nobody's gonna maybe ever fully understand it, but we'll end up with a cure, we'll end up with therapeutics, we'll end up with a vaccine very soon, all three. We're instead asking Americans to use masks, socially distance, and employ vigorous hygiene. Wash your hands every chance you get while sheltering high-risk populations. We are imploring young Americans to avoid packed bars and other crowded indoor gatherings. Be safe and be smart. We're surging testing capacity to identify and isolate cases. This includes a newly approved testing platform To nursing homes across the South, we're being very, very vigilant with respect to nursing homes because, you know, all of the problems that we've had with so many people. So sadly, they were infected so that all of the staff and residents can be routinely tested and isolated to ensure our elderly are even more strongly protected than anybody else. That's really the high risk people, the high risk. Wonderful people. Once this current surge in cases declines, the same testing platform will enable people to visit their loved ones after taking a test, which is a big difference. Ultimately, our goal is not merely to manage the pandemic, but to end it. We want to get rid of it as soon as we can. That is why getting a vaccine remains a top priority. Two vaccine candidates are entering the final stage of clinical trials this month. This was achieved in record time. It used to be years before you were in a position like we are right now. Four other vaccines will enter final trials in the following weeks, and we're mass-producing all of the top candidates so that the first approved vaccine will be available immediately. And logistically, we have the military ready to go. We have great people, logistic, military, people, a wonderful general who's waiting for the vaccine so they can distribute it in record time. That's what's going to happen. So our military is all set to go. We will deliver a vaccine, therapeutics, whatever it is, is necessary, and defeat the virus once and for all. And I'll take a few questions if you'd like. Uh, I will say this, I want to thank all of the staff, the White House staff, uh, all of the doctors that we've been working with so closely and Just a lot of very positive things are happening. It's a nasty, horrible disease that should have never been allowed to escape China, but it did, and it infected the world, and the world is suffering. But we're going to get it taken care of, and we're helping lots of other countries. John. Uh, Mr. President, uh, first, I just wanted to get a clarification. Your press secretary said today that you sometimes take more than one test a day. Well, why is that? And how often- Well, I didn't know about more than one. I do take, probably, on average, a test every uh, two days, three days. And I don't know of any time I've taken two tests in one day, but I could see that happening. Uh, so, Republicans and Democrats on Capitol Hill both said that they want to see Uh, more money for testing. They want to send billions of dollars to the state so they can do more testing. And you probably saw Mick Mulvaney the other day uh, said that uh, his kids, it took them a week to get test results back. He said this is simply inexcusable, uh, given where we are in the pandemic. Do you think we have a problem with testing in this this country right now? And are you in favor of more money for testing? We've done more testing by far than anybody. Some of the tests, because it is massive volume, it takes longer. Others of the tests, as you know, are very quick. They're five minutes and 15-minute tests. And those are, frankly, the ones that I prefer. But we're doing massive numbers, and the numbers are coming down. And as we go, as an example, there are thousands and thousands of kits being made right now, which give you a 15-minute and a five-minute test. So we'll be able to get those numbers down. Those numbers are similar in other places. Uh, They're also uh, doing massive numbers, numbers like nobody thought possible. But those numbers will be coming down. I agree. I think it's a good thing if we can do it. Are you in favor of more money for testing? Well, they're going to make a presentation to me tonight and tomorrow on that. And again, we're leading the world. I think the second country at 12 million, we're, we're going to be over 50 million tests. Second country is India with 12 million. Uh, then you have uh, 7 million, 6 million and 4 million. I think that uh, we are doing tremendous amount of testing. But if, if, the, if the doctors and the professionals feel that... Even though we're at a level that nobody ever dreamt possible that they would like to do more, I'm okay with it. Why are your doctors not with you here today? Where's Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks? Well Dr. Burks is right outside. Yes, please. Thank you, Mr.
4: President. I've got two questions for you, to Ray. Right. Um, number one, I just wanted to know in November, do you want American
3: people to judge Can you, you up, the- please?
4: Do you want the American people to judge you on the ballot in November by how you've handled this pandemic so far?
3: Uh, this among other things i think the uh, american people will judge us on this but they'll judge us on the economy that i created and that already we're creating we're setting record job numbers as you know Uh, i think we're going to have a very strong year next year i think we're going to have a very strong third quarter a very good uh, fourth quarter but i think next year is going to be a record year And I think they're going to judge me on that. I think they're going to judge me on the tax cutting and the regulation cutting, which nobody's ever done to the extent that we've been able to do it, on rebuilding the military, on how we've handled the VA. On the VA, we got veterans' choice.
0: All right, the president, we're going to stay with the press conference through the bottom of the hour break for stations along the Sean Hannity Show Network. Our continuing coverage, the president giving a press conference, updating us all on COVID-19
3: veterans' accountability, I think they'll judge me on that. Uh, They'll judge me on all of the things we've done. I don't think, and I think we can say this, we're sure, and it's never been even challenged. In three and a half years, the first three and a half years, the first years of a presidency, I don't think any administration, any president has accomplished so much as we've accomplished from energy to health to so many other things and then this came in and uh, the the plague i call it the plague the plague came in terrible thing should have been stopped wasn't stopped it came in we had to shut things down to save potentially millions of lives we did that and now we've started them up and uh I think we've really started it up very successfully. Mr. President,
1: yeah, Mr. President,
6: thank you, Mr. President. Uh, you've been saying for months the virus would simply disappear, and now you're saying that it's likely to get worse before it gets better. If it does keep getting worse, if
5: Americans keep dying, are you responsible for that?
3: Well, the virus will disappear. It will disappear. I think that uh, I always like to say, as you know, either way, when you look at it, the governors are working with me. I'm working with the governor. We're working hand in hand. I think we're all responsible. I view it as a team. Very good relationships with the governors, very, very good relationships. Uh, I could say I'm fully responsible, but, you know, one day we had a virus come in, and I closed the borders, did a lot of things that were very good. In fact, Dr. Fauci said we saved tens of thousands of lives when I closed the border, and nobody wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. We closed the border to China. We put on the ban. We didn't want people coming in from heavily infected China. Fairly shortly thereafter, I closed the borders from Europe, coming in from Europe. Those were tremendous moves. We would have, if it's one person, it's too much. But we're at, let's say, 140,000. We could have double, triple, quadruple that number if we didn't. So we did a lot of things right. We did a lot of things right, including with equipment. So. it's a shame that it happened it shouldn't have happened China should have stopped it Thank you President
6: Trump um, if I could two question, questions Um, My first question is, we have a very quick testing platform here at the White House. It's great. You get tested, you know, very quickly. Uh, Do you think that it would be easier to reopen and restart businesses if we could produce more of those machines? We're
3: trying to do that. Great question. We're trying very much to do that. So rather than sending your tests in and, you know, it goes through the mail one day, comes back another day, no matter how they send them, it's a day and a day, so that's two days already wasted. And then if it spends by the time you get it back, It's three or four days if they do an efficient job. We're trying to get the testing on site. Thank you. I like it the best. And
6: my follow-up, my second question, it's a little bit different topic, but it's one that a lot of people are talking about. Just Lane Maxwell is in prison. And so a lot of people want to know if she's going to turn in powerful people. And I know you've talked in the past about Prince Andrew, and uh, you've criticized Bill Clinton's behavior. I'm wondering, uh, do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that working out?
3: I don't know. I haven't really been following it too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach. And I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew just don't know not aware of it on exactly. Un-
2: unemployment insurance how much below six hundred dollars are you willing to go and you said that the economy is bouncing back strong so why do we need to even cut
1: it at all
3: well the economy is getting stronger and i think we have a chance to have a very strong economy especially if some of the things that i just spoke about work uh, we want to have people go back and want to go back to work as opposed to be sort of forced into a position where they're making more money than they expected to make and the employers are having a hard time getting them back to work. So that was a... uh Decision that was made I was against that original decision, but they did that it still worked out well because it gave people a lifeline a real lifeline now We're doing it again. Uh, They're thinking about doing 70% of the amount the amount would be the same but doing it in a little bit smaller initial amounts so that people are going to want to go back to work, as opposed to making so much money that they really don't have to. But we were very generous with them. I think that uh, it's been a tremendously successful program. The whole thing has been successful, if you look. I mean, we have, we're in a pandemic, and yet we're producing tremendous number of jobs. That was something that nobody thought possible. Okay, please. Mr.
1: President, thank you very much. Yesterday, you said that wearing a mask was an act of patriotism. If that is the case, why don't you do it more
3: frequently? Well, I do actually do it when I need. I mean, I carry the mask when I have to go. I went into Walter Reed Hospital the other day. I have the mask right here. I carry it and I will use it gladly. uh, No problem with it. And I've said that and I say if you can use the mask when you can use the mask. If you're close to each other. If you're in a group, I would put it on when I'm in a group. uh, If I'm in an elevator and there are other people with me, including like security people, it's not their fault. They have to be in the elevator. I want to protect them also. I put on a mask. Uh, I will have I have no problem with the masks. I view it this way. Anything that potentially can help and that certainly can potentially help is a good thing. I have no problem. I carry it. I wear it. You saw me wearing it a number of times, and I'll continue. Please. Thank you, you Thank you, follow? Go ahead, please. Are
1: you sending missed messages? So yesterday, you tweeted out an image wearing a mask, and then last evening, we saw you not wearing a mask at your hotel.
3: Well, I don't know uh, the hotel. I was pretty far away from people, but I would say this. Uh, I've explained it, I think, very well. Uh, If you're close together, I would put on the mask. And if you're not, I would say that if you're, for instance, I'll see, like here, you've been all tested, I've been tested. Oftentimes, I'll be with people that are fully tested, I've been tested. In theory, you don't need the mask. I'm getting used to the mask. And the reason is, think about patriotism. Maybe it is, it helps. It helps. Now, we have experts that have said in the recent past that masks aren't necessarily good to wear. You know that. But now they've changed their mind. If they change their mind, that's good enough for me. So I wear it when appropriate. Please. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank
5: you, sir. Um, a lot of Americans uh, may be surprised at your change of tone over all of this—a more perhaps realistic tone. Some would look at it that way: the sudden embrace of masks,
3: social distancing, the. Well, uh- no, I've always agreed with that. I mean, I've never fought either one, but certainly social distancing. I want to. It's, it's, that's common sense. The Six feet, things, to me, is common sense. I'd like to say maybe make it a little bit further.
5: The idea that uh, things will get worse, perhaps, before they get better here, and perhaps the realization that this resurgence, if you will, is for real, when you used to talk about it in terms of little fires being put out here and there.
3: Would we you have respond No, we have embers and fires, and we have big fires, and, unfortunately, now Florida is uh, in a little tough uh, or in a big tough position uh, you have a great governor there you have a great governor in texas you have people that are very very skilled people and i think they're going to handle it very well uh, their hospital capacities are holding up but texas is a big state and it's very well run and so is florida and I think they'll do a very good job. Are
1: you changing your tone now, sir? I just wanted to ask you about the issue of vaccines, which you already mentioned. Um, yesterday, a study by a Chinese company showed some promising results for its coronavirus vaccine candidate. If China were first in developing the vaccine, or even if it were, would the administration be willing to work with China to bring a successful Chinese vaccine to the U.S.? Yeah,
3: we're willing to work with anybody that's going to get us a good result. We're very close to the vaccine. I think we're going to have some very good... Uh, results were already in testing nobody thought that would be possible under the old system It would be a year to two years before you could even think about using the word testing so i think we've had a lot of uh, and and the reason we're testing they've had good results so now we have to see in the testing also for safety because they have to make sure it's safe and i think you're going to see something over the next fairly short period of time maybe very short period of time having to do with therapeutics and vaccines that are very good. So we'll be doing these quite often. We're going to keep you abreast of this and we'll also talk about some of the other topics like our economy which is doing well. The stock market had another good day. I think they have a good day because they see a lot of positive things happening on this front too. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Thank
3: you. That's the president a lot of
0: information that he just passed on there. I want to bring you up to speed if you're just joining us. Um, I, I mean, from the very beginning, the president just went right at uh, all of the latest developments. You've got uh, nine states, Sunbelt mostly, he talked about, where senior officials have uh, not only been dealing with, working with the governors, uh, but they have gone to these specific states, especially Sunbelt states, uh, as he was saying, the China virus, uh, and literally just went into hospitals, zero unfulfilled requests for PPE. Uh, The president went into great detail on the progress of vaccines and therapeutics and the developments there, uh, specifically singling out remdesivir, which we have talked at length about um, how fatality rates have fallen. Uh, Again, the therapeutics, uh, he did say it will get worse before it gets better. uh, Something that Dr. Oz and I always pointed out in the middle of this, is, yes, it's not if it comes back, it's, it's when, and it's come back. Uh, also pointing out something Governor DeSantis had told us in interviews that we had with him about how this is also impacting younger people in ways that it didn't before. Not the death toll, not the death rate, but contracting uh, COVID-19. Uh, we have by far the most extensive testing of any country in the world, uh literally 50 percent more than the next closest i think actually we're now at 50 million uh, americans now 50 million tests have been given out uh the push towards the quicker the faster test to help reopening that is the specific test that we have talked at length also about uh which is you know in five minutes you get a result you're negative anybody that gets around the president or joe biden gets that test Uh, And it's now proven effective. He did specifically talk about Moderna and AstraZeneca. uh, But there are other companies now online that are are bringing uh, these, you know, finals, final trials. Now, in the case of Moderna, it's literally um, uh, now in the final stages of testing. um, I'm sorry, trials for both of them. Uh, He talked about logistically when a vaccine is available that they have our military on the on the ready on the, to go uh, in terms of getting the vaccine as quickly as possible to every American. Remember, Moderna mentioned that they'd have hundreds of millions of doses of vaccine this year. Uh, when exactly? Well, they start in let's see, five days. Their final. Uh, trials uh, as it relates to their vaccine. We also talked with Dr. Oz about the Oxford vaccine. We also talked about AstraZeneca's vaccine. Uh, and more importantly, Dr. Oz going into the therapeutics and what we've learned from the mistakes, the president was very clear about, well, by the way, I never understood why people said that he was against social distancing because the whole issue of flatten the curve was about social distancing. Um, and, if, you know, during the shutdown... Uh, and president saying, yeah, I've worn masks. You see me in my mask. The two people that don't need to wear a mask again are Biden and the president, because they're anyone that gets around them are tested every single day. Uh, the national guard also have been deployed. He recognized Texas, Florida, uh, and, uh, Arizona and elsewhere. They're helping with the hospitals elsewhere. Uh, we are now aware and of more what to do. We learned a lot. Uh, A lot of people, we can go back and discuss on this program all of the mistakes that all of the so-called experts have made again and again and again. Um, The president was very, very clear to young people uh, to watch going to bars uh, because of the close proximity. Uh, Push saying, yes, of course, anything that works, masks, social distancing, obviously cleaning, using your Purell, as we all do now. It's become a part of our daily lives. President Vigilant on Nursing Homes and the Elderly, and with the goal that we will end the pandemic. Uh, And that's where all of the good news medically is coming out of in terms of, mean, something I've said from the very beginning is that medically, you know, I just am such a strong, big believer in our scientists, our medical professionals, and everybody in between. Uh, So he got a lot in there um, and took a number of questions from the press uh, as well. And, uh, and all just basic, simple, common sense, as far as I'm concerned, and all stuff that, although they have not been having their daily COVID-19 press conferences, it's still been, you know, going on. Uh, we started from scratch. Largest, fastest, biggest medical mobilization in the history of mankind. Worst pandemic since the 1917, 1918 uh, flu that, that happened then. I uh, think it was Spanish flu. So uh, what we have is, you know, a lot of you know, look, I mean, one of the things the president referred to as well, never before we've we been able to break down the sequence of this virus. They, they were able to do that in six weeks. And we could talk about the failed models, the failed predictions. Uh, he talked at length about the travel ban, something Joe Biden called xenophobic, hysterical, uh, hysteria, hysterical xenophobia and fear mongering. Uh, Yeah, that would have probably killed hundreds of thousands of Americans, potentially more. Uh, Also, the European travel ban, also the quarantine that had not been in effect in this country for over 50 years. Those were early decisions that the president reminded us about that he had made um, as especially, you know, so many people wanting to, you know, uh, attack the president on all of this, not remembering He built all the hospitals in New York. He manned all the hospitals in New York. He provided all the PPE to New York. Uh, He uh, also converted those hospitals to COVID-19 capability. He's not the person that ordered COVID-19 patients into nursing homes and long-term care facilities in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, or, you know, of course, Governor shut down Whitmer. uh, And that resulted in needless death. And the worst part of that scandal is the fact that, well, you know, Cuomo first blaming the nursing homes themselves, saying that hey, I'm not responsible for your PPE and you're doing it for money. And, you know, then blaming the president, lashing out at the president. The president had thousands of empty beds that he was manning and that he built for Cuomo and built for New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Now they're doing the same thing in those areas where the hot spots occur, uh, clearly in command of every aspect of this. And. Uh, uh, also has his team all over the country now that had been dispensed. Um, amazing. You know, you never know what you're going to deal with in life. And you know,
1: Sean, one thing that I found very interesting, and you and I were texting about this as it was not happening.
0: CNN, fake news.
1: I mean, to me, this is the president of the United States, regardless of whether or not you agree regardless, with what he's say he saying.
0: Again, regardless?
1: There were a thousand times when former President Barack Obama would speak, and I would go, oh, God. But I would listen. Because it's my job. I have to sit here. And for CNN to go to, quote-unquote, experts to give their conjecture, their opinion, and not carry the President of the United States. This is a channel that on a daily basis...
0: No, no, Linda, it's worse than that. This is vital information that the President is updating the country on.
1: Exactly right.
0: And fake news CNN, they only went to this press conference after, once the question started. Because that's when they hope that... Uh, the press gets to play the little gotcha game with the president. Exactly the president-
1: right. And they're, they're yeah. the ones running the death tallies. They're the ones running the infection rates. They're the ones that are, you know, saying, oh, this person says it's much worse and there's much more this. and there's much-. You are fear-mongering all day long. You give no information from the other side and the president speaks and you don't carry it? I mean, that's, it's despicable.
0: But this is not the first time. They've, this has now been their modus operandi for a while. You know, and and I'll tell you, the president didn't mention it in this press conference. But what's happened in Florida in terms of scaring the people of Florida unfairly because both private and public testing centers were reporting 100 percent of people tested had COVID-19. That was never the case. I mean, and artificially inflating the numbers. I don't even know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it. You know how it, it, it's amazing to me that you know the media darling that Andrew Cuomo became doing his powerpoints with such. We're not like these other countries. Uh, we're we're New Yorkers, and as New Yorkers, uh, we have the best healthcare system in the world. You know, okay, he said that in March, and March 25th he issued that stupid executive order forcing nursing homes and long-term care facilities that that represents 40 to 50 percent of new york deaths and then followed by the dopey governor of new jersey then followed by the dopey governor of pennsylvania all democrats and and of course whitmer is in a class of her own in all of this in michigan and you know what, what did the president do he built the hospitals manned the hospitals gave all the ppe Largest medical mobilization in history, got all the ventilators, although at the time uh, nobody was talking about it. We now know in retrospect, if you are on a ventilator, your odds of surviving were lower than 15 percent. Yeah, the media. Look, the media is the number one campaign contributor to Joe Biden. This this is fake news. CNN at its best. This is what they do. This is who they are. This defines them and it defines much of the media. Uh, you know what? I'm glad the president did it. He uh, took questions. He's in and out. Does this is an update? Here we go. This is what we're doing. Because the people need to, the people of this country deserve to know. And I, 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 I think the, I mean to hear that all of that effort, all of these states, all of these officials that have been sent to all of these states where they have these hot spots. I'd like to get the numbers, the accurate numbers, as it relates to texas and florida that would be helpful uh the media mob just hyping and hyping and hyping you know just like there is just a fixation and a focus of all these liberal mayors and liberal governors that have you know literally been elected for decades and decades they're they're more upset that donald trump is protecting federal buildings which by the way he should be doing that are being threatened they they're more concerned about telling him to get the hell out of their city and their state and clean up the graffiti before you go rather than taking the offered assistance to keep their their citizens in their in their in their towns and in their cities safe i mean i guess that's a, that's that's a pretty high level of hatred of donald trump because i would think that the safety and security Of the people in your city or state matter a hell of a lot more than taking a, you know, gratuitous shot at the president who's just offering to restore order. I mean, that's the number one role of any elected official to keep people safe and secure. It's not that complicated, uh, but that's who they are. This now defines them. This is now the state of the mob and the media in this country. You know, it's why I wrote live free or die. And in 14 days, two weeks from today, we begin our book. Well, I can't tell everybody what it is. We begin, you know, we will release but Live Free or Die, America and the World on the Brink. Higher taxes, energy independence, uh, amnesty versus border security, United Sanctuary States of America, law, law and order. Uh, better trade deals, stronger trade deals, ending burdensome bureaucracy, or you get Joe and Bolshevik Bernie's economic plans, and AOC's New Green Deal madness, Biden already committing trillions to it. Uh, Millions of jobs in the energy sector will be gone, lost forever. The lifeblood of the world's economy. How dumb is that? Amnesty, really? That's dumb, too. Um, Really? You think the government's going to keep their promise to you to, you know, give you everything from cradle to grave? It's unsustainable. It's mathematically, scientifically impossible. It'll be one big lie and one massive failure, and I don't know how you recover if it's ever implemented. All right, see you tonight at 9. Ted Cruz, Kaylee McEnany, uh, Mark McCloskey from St. Louis, Dr. Oz, much more. We'll see you tonight at 9. Set your DVR back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.